Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. This is being recorded on Friday, March 4th, 2022. Tomorrow is First Friday. And let us remember Mary's great promise at Fatima. The five first Saturdays are intended to honor and to make reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for all the blasphemies and ingratitude of people. This devotion and the wonderful promises connected with it were revealed by the Blessed Virgin at Fatima, a small village in Portugal. Our Lady appeared to three children there in 1917, and one of the little girls, Lucy, tells us that she said, I promise to help at the hour of death with the graces needed for salvation whoever on the first Saturday of five consecutive months shall, number one, confess and receive Holy Communion, two, recite five decades of the rosary, three, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. That is very important. This all has to be done in the spirit of reparation. And today, building upon, excuse me, building upon yesterday's episode, we're going to go through a bit of what the Fatima Center has to say here, located at Fatima.org, in an entry entitled, A Landmark Fatima Breakthrough, Ukrainian Bishops Call for Consecration of Russia. Of course, we discussed this yesterday, and it's continuing to reverberate around the globe, and people are going to be getting more interested in topics related to Our Lady of Fatima, so please direct them to this podcast, which I host, it's not my show. It's the Blessed Virgin Mary's show. I am merely the host, the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, and also to websites like the Fatima Center, Fatima.org. So they begin by saying, the Russian bishops confirm Russia not yet consecrated. And there's a link to an interview with Father Michael Rodriguez. It says, learn how this is a very positive development, but more is still needed. Did you know it's not just the consecration, but also the communion of reparation? And Father explains how each one of us must do his part today. So go check that out, um, either on Rumble, YouTube, or the Fatima Center's podcast. The formal request on March 2nd, Ash Wednesday, the Latin Rite Catholic bishops of Ukraine published on their website a plea to Pope Francis to publicly perform the act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary of Ukraine and Russia as requested by the Blessed Virgin at Fatima. As translated by LifeSite and reported by Mr. Michael Haynes, the bishops of the Episcopal Conference of Ukraine wrote to Francis, Holy Father, In these hours of immeasurable pain and terrible ordeal for our people, we, the bishops of the Episcopal Conference of Ukraine, are spokesmen for the unceasing and heartfelt prayer, supported by our priests and consecrated persons, which comes to us from all Christian people, that your holiness will consecrate our motherland and Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Responding to this prayer, we humbly ask your holiness to publicly perform the act of consecration to the sacred Immaculate Heart of Mary of Ukraine and Russia, as requested by the Blessed Virgin and Fatima. May the Mother of God, Queen of Peace, accept our prayer. 
Arginopakis, or our Pernobis. We are extremely grateful to God and the Ukrainian bishops for having made this formal request in a public manner. We call upon all Catholics to pray and offer penance so that many more Episcopal conferences, bishops, abbots, priests, and religious will make similar requests of the Holy Office. It would be remiss of Our Lady's Apostolate, however, if we did not also note that the request does not request that the Pope make this consecration in union with all the Catholic bishops, nor does it make mention of Our Lady's insistence on the need for the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. These are the two means by which God will establish a worldwide devotion to her Immaculate Heart, thereby granting the conversion of Russia, a period of peace to the world, and a corresponding triumphant reign of Our Lady. So that's very important. It's not just the Pope, as we've mentioned before. It's all the Catholic bishops of the world, and it's everyone else. Everyone else has their role to play. I'm praying the rosary every day and the first five Saturdays devotions, excuse me, the first five Saturday devotion, which I just mentioned. So it's not just on one person. It's the Pope. It's all the Catholic bishops of the world consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. But it's also us. And as I'm recording this, tomorrow is the first Saturday of the month, the first Saturday of March. Confess and receive Holy Communion. Recite five decades of the Rosary. And the Blessed Mother also said, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the Rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. So we all have our parts to, parts to play. The Fatima Center goes on by saying, just last Friday, when bombs began to fall in the Ukraine, the Fatima Center published an article requesting the consecration of Russia, and I shared that on the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. God surely knows if our call to action reached the eyes and ears of the Ukrainian bishops, yet the following week they made the historical and courageous act of publicly asking the Pope to consecrate Russia. A prayer of consecration. The Ukrainian bishops have also published a prayer of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which they encourage priests and faithful to pray after each Mass, and also privately, and in which they especially ask for the conversion of Russia, that unique and miraculous grace promised by Our Lady of Fatima to follow as an effect of the proper consecration of Russia. Beloved Queen and Our Mother, Queen of the Holy Rosary, help of Christians, salvation of the human race, victorious Virgin, here we humbly fall before you, that you may bring our sincere prayers to Almighty God in the Trinity. We come in full confidence that we beg for mercy and protection for our motherland in this dramatic time of war. Mother of mercy, we ask this not for our merits, which we do not count on, but in view of the infinite goodness of your heart and the saving blood of Christ your Son. May the suffering and cries for help of so many people touch you. Have mercy on the wounded and victims of the shelling, orphans and widows, all those who are forced to leave their homes and seek refuge in safer places. Ask for mercy for those who gave their lives defending their neighbors and our motherland. O Immaculate Mother, ask God for the grace of conversion, and we especially ask for the conversion of Russia and all those who are blinded by hatred or thirst for power. Pray for us 
first of all those graces which can change human hearts in an instant and which will prepare and bring such a coveted peace. Above all, bring us the gift of spiritual peace so that the kingdom of God may grow in peace and harmony. Queen of Peace, ask us for the grace of true reconciliation with God and with each other so that we can give each other a hand of help and support. The Throne of Wisdom, inspire all rulers to make wise decisions and strengthen the efforts of those who contribute to the end of war and peace. Queen of the Apostles, ask for our pastors the gift of strong faith and zeal in the completion of the sacraments, so that at this time we may all be united at the Eucharistic table and in zealous prayer. Heal the sick, strengthen all medical staff and volunteers who care for the sick and wounded, ask for their spiritual and physical strength. Be healing for the sick, strengthening for the dying, and joy for their loved ones. Just as the church and all mankind were consecrated to the heart of your divine Son, and in Him we hope to become an inexhaustible source of victory and salvation for all, so we dedicate ourselves forever to you and to your Immaculate Heart, our Mother and Queen, that your love and care may ensure the victory of the Kingdom of God, and that our Ukraine and all nations, reconciled among themselves and with God, may bless and glorify you. Amen. It's a very beautiful prayer. The next section I'm going to share with you is entitled, Before It Is Too Late. We congratulate those bishops for at last taking this public stance in the face of a patently false but viciously enforced Vatican Party line, rejecting the Fatima request for a specific and explicit consecration of Russia. Sadly, however, this call for obedience to the requests of Our Lady of Fatima comes almost 100 years late when the whole world finds itself long since awash in diabolical errors, and when torrents of blood have already been spilled. But let us thank God for the voices of reason and true piety, which now dare to rise, while it is not yet too late to prevent the worst of the horrors of which Our Lady warned. In 1917, Our Lady of Fatima told the three children seers, God is about to punish the world for its crimes by means of war, hunger, and persecutions of the Church and of the Holy Father. To prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted, and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the Church. The good will be martyred, the Holy Father will have much to suffer, various nations will be annihilated. Twelve years later, on June 13, 1929, Our Lady returned as promised and delivered heaven's formal command for the consecration of Russia. The moment has come in which God asked the Holy Father to make, in union with all the bishops of the world, the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to save it by this means. How much unspeakable suffering could have been prevented, and how many lost lives and souls could have been saved if the consecration had been performed with the promptness which Our Lord and Our Lady both urged. Even as Sister Lucia's repeated pleas for the popes to promote the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays and to consecrate Russia were falling on deaf ears, heaven continued to urge her on to further attempts. Ask, ask again insistently for the promulgation 
of the communion of reparation in honor of the Immaculate Heart of Mary on the first, fr- first Saturdays. The time is coming when the rigor of my justice will punish the crimes of various nations. Some of them will be annihilated. At last, the severity of my justice will fall severely on those who want to destroy my reign and souls. Our Lord to Sister Lucia, March 1939. Make it known to the Holy Father that I still await the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart. Without this consecration, Russia cannot be converted, nor can the world have peace. Our Lady to Sister Lucia, May 1952. A History of Incomplete Consecrations No consecration such as Our Lady of Fatima described and requested, whose object is specifically Russia, and which is to be made by the Pope in union with all of the Catholic bishops of the world, has ever been performed. In 1942, at the height of World War II, Pope Pius XII performed a consecration, not in union with the bishops, but alone, and not of Russia, but of the world. It was in response to this act that Our Lady gave the above clarification and admonition, insisting that only a proper consecration of Russia, precisely as she requested, will secure her needed intervention. Thus, the great importance of public calls for the consecration, such as the Ukraine bishops, have just been emboldened to make, as Sister Lucia noted in her own day, as the horrors of the Second World War loomed. May God grant that this moment, meaning of the consecration of Russia, be hastened. God is so good that he is always ready to exercise his mercy with us. Therefore, it is the will of God that the request be renewed with the Holy See, unless this act intervenes, through which intervention we would obtain peace. The war will only end when the blood spilled by the martyrs is enough to appease the divine justice. And once again, those were the words of Sister Lucy. After the attempt on his life in 1981, Pope John Paul II seemed determined to at last heed Our Lady of Fatima's request. But his resolution failed under pressure from his advisors, as Bishop Paul Joseph Cortes relates. I recall... Pope John Paul II thought, sometime before the consecration, of mentioning Russia in the prayer of benediction. But at the suggestion of his collaborators, he abandoned the idea. He could not risk such a direct provocation of the Soviet leader. The Pope also decided not to mention Russia directly out of sensitivity to the Orthodox bishops he had invited to join in the consecration prayer. So, for good reasons, he followed the discreet approach of Pope Pius XII and of the bishops at the Second Vatican Council, where he, John Paul II himself, was very prominent. That's the end of that quote. But I would say those are not good reasons. Nothing trumps the Blessed Virgin Mary requesting that you do something, right? The Blessed Mother asks us to pray the rosary every day. We should do so. Blessed Mother asks the Pope and all the bishops of the world to consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart, they should do so. As Dr. Marshall was saying on one of his recent podcasts, disobedience is one of the major problems in the world and the church. Popes, bishops, priests, laity, disobedience to what the Lord asks of us, to what the Blessed Mother asks of us, an approved 
Marian apparitions. The Queen of Heaven tells you to do something. You've got to do it. And the consequences for not doing it have been dire and may be dire still. Continuing. So in his act of March 25, 1984, in order to avoid offending the Russian Orthodox or provoking the regime in Moscow, John Paul II merely renewed the consecration of the world made by Pius XII in 1942, a consecration which heaven itself had already made clear would not satisfy the Fatima request. Sister Lucia said as much at the time, both before and after the ceremony. When interviewed a few days before the event, having read the text that the Pope would use, she remarked, Russia does not appear clearly as the only object of the consecration. This consecration cannot have a decisive character. And afterwards, she said, there was no participation of all the bishops, and there was no mention of Russia. And the interviewer said, so the consecration was not done as, our, as requested by Our Lady? And Sister Lucy responded, no. Many bishops attached no importance to this act. And the text continues, John Paul II himself made no serious pretense of having fulfilled the Fatima request. Quite the contrary, he admitted frankly that he did not dare to do so. In an audience held on August 1, 1984, Abbe Pierre Caillon, who was the president of the Blue Army in France, sought to speak to the Pope about the consecration of Russia, but John Paul II cut him off, saying, quote, Now it is useless, because the consecration is done. We cannot consecrate Russia apart by itself. We have consecrated all of the nations, and we have added a special mention for the nation of which Our Lady was expecting the consecration. End quote. Six months later, the same Father Caillon, having just concelebrated Mass with the Pope, posed to His Holiness the following question. Most Holy Father, I have just returned from Portugal. Do you not realize that the consecration of Russia has not been done as Our Lady wishes it? Father Caillon reports that the Pope smiled and replied, The consecration is done. We do it every morning. End quote. Clearly, these were non-answers. Our Lady of Fatima's request for the formal and explicit consecration of Russia by the Pope in union with all of the Catholic bishops of the world has never been heeded. Can we wonder, then, why Our Lady's promised triumph, which she said would be inaugurated by means of that consecration, has been delayed for so long? Or why instead her dire warnings of what would come to pass if her requests were not heeded continue to unfold, bringing ever greater dangers and miseries to our poor sinful world? As we continue to sacrifice ourselves and pray for this intention, as Our Lady asked, let us also thank God for the few church leaders who have found the courage to speak the truth on this subject, whose number now includes the bishops of the Ukraine Episcopal Conference. And there's a, a note here that says these include most prominently Cardinal Raymond Burke and Archbishop Athanasius Schneider, who are both wonderful men of God. Let us conclude, my friends, with offering up prayers. Asking for the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph, and to honor them. Salutation to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
Hail Mary, daughter of God the Father. Hail Mary, mother of God the Son. Hail Mary, spouse of the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, temple of the most blessed Trinity. Hail Mary, immaculate lily of the resplendent and ever peaceful Trinity. Hail Mary, celestial rose of the ineffable love of God. Hail Mary, virgin pure and humble, of whom the King of heaven willed to be born, and with thy milk to be nourished. Hail Mary, virgin of virgins. Hail Mary, queen of martyrs, whose soul was pierced with a sword of sorrow. Hail Mary, lady most blessed, unto whom all power in heaven and earth is given. Hail Mary, queen of my heart, my mother, my life, my sweetness and my hope. Hail Mary, mother most amiable. Hail Mary, mother most admirable. Hail Mary, Mother of Divine Love. Hail Mary, Immaculate, conceived without sin. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Hail Mary, blessed art thou amongst women. Hail Mary, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Blessed be thy spouse, Saint Joseph. Blessed be thy father, Saint Joachim. Blessed be thy mother, Saint Anne. Blessed be thy guardian, Saint John. Blessed be thy angel, Saint Gabriel. Glory be to God the Father who chose thee. Glory be to God the Son who loved thee. Glory be to God the Holy Ghost who espoused thee. Blessed be forever all those who bless and who love thee. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us and bless us now and at death. In the name of Jesus, thy divine Son, amen. And now to honor St. Joseph. Prayer to St. Joseph for a soul in purgatory by Father Donald Calloway. St. Joseph, reigning in heaven with Jesus and Mary, intercede for the souls in purgatory. Today, in particular, I ask you to turn your gaze to the soul who is most forgotten in purgatory. This soul longs to see the face of God, O good Father. Ask the Holy Trinity to take this soul to the glory of heaven today. Remember me, St. Joseph, when I die. I beg you to be prompt in delivering me from purgatory so that I can see you, Jesus, and Mary face to face. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please share it with your family and friends. And please share the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, as well as the love of Our Lady of Fatima and St. Joseph, with everyone you know. Goodbye, and God love you.